a uh, co-host here, Peter Perlman. Good morning, morning Peter. Paul. I was waiting for you to get it out there. You got to. You know, you know it's it's rough, but I've been up all morning listening to the rain. Blame it on the rain. It's well, been raining and raining. Going to get nasty this weekend, it's huh? Good. Well, we'll talk about that a little later. More. Wait a second. The snow's happening now. I mean, no, the, the rain's now. No, no, no. Turn to we snow. have some great news. Kelsey's in the studio. Kelsey's in the studio. And you Kelsey. notice Kelsey's hair is no longer long. She has a summer do. Yes, okay. she does, but she does. She has it for a reason. Kelsey, share with everybody at New Radio Media Talking Biz what just happened to that beautiful long hair of yours. I chopped it all off yesterday. For a good cause. Oh, this will be the fourth time now. For? I donate my hair. To where? I um, feel like this is like to where? To how? Uh, it's a place in South Rockwood. I believe it's called Children with Hair Loss. My hairdresser sets everything up. So, oh, so you don't, your hair is being donated? Yes. And this is going to go for kids with uh, cancer challenges. Mm -hmm. This is fantastic. She didn't offer me any hair. I'm sorry. Well, you know, but Kelsey's been in the studio uh, on and off a little bit, and I know that our listeners and viewers have seen the long hair, and this is, like you said, your fourth time doing this. So I I just want everybody to know that we at New Radio Media really appreciate the volunteer work that you do for that project. Mm -hmm. And how many other people do you know participate with you? Um, I know my hairdresser herself has a couple other people that they don't cut all their hair off like I do and donate it, but they'll grow their hair really long and take half of it off and send that in. And she's got a couple people that do that. So I just think, you know, what a way to start off our show, you know, to show everybody that we're taking care of the community all the time. There you go. Hey, Peter, why don't you grow your hair? They could use some gray hair. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was looking at some photos that I had to send to New York recently. And I said, you know, I got this nice dark hair. You know, I had a a fro at one time. Yeah, yeah. My whole other life, which we don't even talk about. So, uh, but no, I want to congratulate you. I just think it's fantastic. And uh, that smile just comes across even bigger now. Thank you very much. That's great. So, Paul, what's on our agenda today? There's a lot going on, Peter. I want to talk a little bit in a few seconds about the uh, Chaldean Honors Award last All right, night. Well, I have some special music for you right now that I want to play. Well, that, you didn't give me a long time to talk. Well, you just cut quick. me right off. You I'm talking about what's it. gone on the show today. Let me say one thing. Now you he cuts me, me off. You gave me the Chaldean no, dinner. No, 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 but no. Wait no, a minute. No, no, this no. song is so important. I'm just waiting to hear it. Do you hear it? I don't hear a thing. Turn it up. Turn that music up. Yeah, if I had a hammer, I'd, I'd use it on you this morning. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Off. Yeah. The reason we're yeah, playing, yeah. Peter, Paul, yeah. and Mary and I, if I had a hammer, yeah. is the boys downstairs, if you joined our show just now, and you hear a little jackhammering. No, the guy came up. He promised me no no hammering for two hours. Well, he stopped the hammering, seized at 8 a.m. this morning. Well, just in the event thereof, I want everybody to know that we'll keep playing that theme all day long. No, I gave him a case of beer, and I said, drink it for two hours. So there you go. That's it. So if they so, run out of beer, you'll hear hammering. We'll but fade good. them out for now, and then we'll come no, back. No, no. Right. So let me talk a little bit about what's going on. Right, what's on your about. agenda first? So, so let's talk about what's happening around Detroit. I want to speak a few minutes about the 15th Annual Award Dinner at the Chaldean Chamber last night at Ooh. Shenandoah Country Club. A lot of dignitaries there. Uh, very evening. They had the ACLU there, and they were talking about the uh, Chaldeans that were round up and thrown in jail last year. Right. And I had the honor to meet someone who's on the road who just got out of jail, gentleman who's established a family and businesses uh, in the United States, pays taxes, and I think it was a major injustice for about 95% of those people. Okay. Uh, the ACLU did a great job uh, releasing some of these people from prison. They continue to fight. 
but I uh, respect them, and uh, I hope the fight continues. They also honored Sandra Levin. Sandra Levin. Sandy. Sandy Levin. Sandy Sandy Levin. Great great baseball player in his younger years. I had a nice talk with him, and he reminded me he knew my grandfather who helped him get into office years ago. By the way, what's your grandfather's name? Ralph Benzman. He was very big in the Democratic Party. And my dad was in the Electoral College, so he uh, he was a voter in the Electoral College. So we're happy to say that. But it was a great, great dinner. Uh, They honored Renee Lassia Acho. She's a real estate agent in Birmingham, residential, with over 100 employees underneath in her company. She is also, she was involved in architect, and one of our good friends, Ron Jonah. Oh, excellent. Uh, actually, she's related to Ron, and Ron helped her out start her career. So I want to thank everyone. I want to thank the Chaldean Chamber for a wonderful event last night. Um, I had a beautiful evening hanging out with my Chaldean friends. And our friend Nabi was there. Well, Nabi Yona. Nabi was there. The chairman Yona was there. That's right. He was great, and I watched him. He had a little less than 14 drinks. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, Peter, you know what? A lot going on in Detroit. I'm glad you brought Um, up drinks. Yeah, okay. Glad you did. Okay, good segue. What are you going to tell me about drinks? Well, this is a sad note. Dr. Pepper died. They invented the inventor of the Hummer drink. You know who that was? The inventor of the Hummer. Well, GM was the inventor of the Hummer. No, no, American General was yeah. the inventor of the Hummer the vehicle. Of the Hummer drink. Um, I'm going to say it was it something to do with an ice cream company. It has to do with the Bayview Yacht Club. I'll even help you more. Wait a second. The Hummer was locally founded, founded? founded at the Bayview Yacht Club. Talk about it, Peter. Tell me. You know, this is information I definitely couldn't sleep without. Okay. I want to say that um, the members of the Yacht Club said farewell to a legacy. Jerome Adams passed away, and he was the founder of the drink. He was the bartender there and concocted with a kick a mix of white Bacardi rum, Mm -hmm. Kahlua blended with crushed ice, Mm -hmm. two scoops of vanilla ice cream. Was there any specific ice cream? Saunders, what kind of ice cream was it? This was the ice cream, 1968. So today we should go have a Hummer and celebration of his passing. Sound good, guys? Should we go have Hummers? Yeah, He was 77 years old. This this was a guy that grew up in the South, went to Texas, moved around, came up here, went in the plant, found out that's not what he wanted to do, and he ends up at the Yacht Club. Starts off there in 1967. And grew from there over the years. So was become, he? Sh- wait, he was short. Then he grew at he the grew. bar. He would have just grew. grew. He, just Did a he wonderful out, guy. Up. Which way did he grow? He went straight up. Straight up. Straight so, up. So let's drink. Well, I think all Hummers should be poured half a glass today, in honor of him. Just like half staff glasses. You know, another big news item today. Jake is wearing pants. Because of the weather? No, he he decided. He he says he has a problem. He's seen a therapist. He's got uh, like eight hundred pair of shorts. And four pair of pants. Jake, we'll go shopping. Okay, Jake? I'm going to take Jake shot. Hey, right. you know, I got started something here, Peter, I want to start every week. I wish a lot of my friends, and we're going to go into a topic here. Well, wait All, a minute. Wait, wait, wait I got to wish minute. some people happy birthday. Let me do this for a minute. It's not that Should long, we okay? we play the music? No, happy birthday Yeah, we got to pay royalties if we sing happy, it. If, if I song. sing it for only 10 seconds, I can get away with it. Eight seconds. You know all the words? Yeah. But I can't sing it all at eight seconds. Well, Otherwise, then. we pay. Actually, we do. We pay. You know, we pay all the fees. Yes, we do. We How pay do my the... spectacles look? Do I look sophisticated? Are you trying to be like Carl Levin? You know, Sandy said that last night. You look like my brother. 
My younger version. <laughs> I won't even go. I won't even okay. go there. So, you know, I start my day off every day, and people think I'm crazy, but I wish all my Facebook friends happy birthday. I think it's a great way to start the day. Yep. It brings someone day. I know on my birthday I receive about 700 birthdays, happy birthdays. It's a great way, a simple way to cheer up people. So it's I want to say, a good way for Facebook to take that information. And well, we'll talk with... about that. Stop there. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. Just hang in there. I'm going to put you. Zetterberg in. will be on. I'm the mic. Gonna, I'm gonna, we going to be him cook... and I talked last night. We're going to be drilling. cooking him on that. He's supposed to be on the phone. He said he might be sleeping in this morning. He's a little stressed. So let me say hello and happy birthday, to my friend Dan Sonnenberg. Dan over at Johnny Pomodoro's. Okay. Dan's 59 today. Uh, another old old friend, Bob Irie, turns 60 today. Uh, Rick Behar. Rick's a nice guy. Hey, Rick, you didn't put your age here. So everybody that you said is a nice guy. Do you, are you going to give me a birthday with somebody that's not a nice guy? Yeah, I'll talk about you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Behar, good guy. Terry Zucker, good friend, uh, brother of my friend Eric Zucker. Uh-huh. Jordan Fishman, and a very close friend of mine who does our phone systems from my friend in Houston. Michael Denenberg. Michael, a very, very happy birthday. I'll give you a call this afternoon. And now we're going to segue into a little bit of trivia. One, oh, okay. Trivia. trivia. I, I, you know, I take a left. Trivia. He takes a right. You cut me off all the time. Wait you know what? Wait a it's second. It's my morning trivia. Okay. Saturday morning okay, trivia. Okay. The first segment, I should know I get abused by you. Okay, That's go right. Ahead. All okay, right. So okay, talk at, about trivia. All right. This is trivial. Here you go. 1865. Why don't you do something when I'm born? 1865. Very big day in history. Oh, I remember. Marbles were invented. 1865. Marbles Ford were invented. Theater. Wait a second. A shooting. Who? A.B. Yeah. Yeah. Who shot him? Guy with the gun. Booth. Thank you. Yeah. So he was shot in the temple? But you know what? Yeah. <laughs> but you also know that marbles were invented that day. Yes. Do you know that? Marbles, marbles. Yes. marbles, marbles, marbles were invented the, round pieces, the yes. same day. Yes, marbles were invented. So marbles Prove and President wrong. Lincoln were <clears throat> yeah. shot. Marbles right. were shot at President okay. Lincoln. Is that what killed him? A marble in the All head. All right, so let's go on. And the bland and the band. This is probably the most important. Piece. The band played on. Yes, they did. Okay, okay. okay. Now here's the question for you. You just asked me a question. I, it's okay. You know, it's early. It's 8, 10 in the Wait morning a minute. on a Wait Saturday. A Don't go and he's looking asking at the me questions. Kelsey, at... he's attacking me. Please the, save me. The band played on. She loves me. You don't. Go ahead. Where did this take place? The band 1912. played on. 1912. The band played on. Well, the Rolling Stones started about then. They're yeah. that old. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, where did this take place, Paul? The band played on. Yeah. What took place? The band playing? The RMS Titanic struck the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. They thought they were going to hit a Greenberg, but they hit the Ooh, iceberg. Okay. Okay. Let's go to 1933. Do our wait? Let me ask a question. Do our guests really get into this? Our, our listeners, I mean. They sure do. They, okay. No, okay. I got people calling me for trivia. Give me, give me trivia for yeah, you now. Yeah, but that's a guy down south. 1933 in the United States. Yeah, yeah. There was a milk price war. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was the lowest price at the time? Three cents a gallon. You're too low. Ten cents a gallon. That was the high price. Okay, six who t- cents. Who t- was seven cents was seven the other cents. Thing. Okay, that was the big. This battle. is all useful this information is, this is that all will help me useful. through the week when I negotiate business deals. By the way, by the way, milk prices. Okay, okay. okay. Now, I'll skip a couple because of skip where we're at. many, please. Nineteen fifty-six. Okay, getting closer to the year I was born. Okay, fifty-six. Four more years, I was hatched. We okay? came up with a brand new type of thing for our industry that we're in today. 
Okay. What did we come up with in 1956? In 1956. 1956. Okay. That we're in the industry today. Uh, we're in the digital industry, which wasn't around. Yeah, but it was the um, early blank to help technology in our industry. Uh, it was probably uh, tube, is not tubes, but circuits. Nope. The videotape recorder. The Came videotape recorder. Came to be. Ampex, who had the reel-to-reels, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. brought in the... Brought in the first commercial videotape recorder. So it only played commercials? You got it. 1972. Okay. I was 12 years old. Okay. Canada. Canada. And the United oh, States. What Canada. Did they enter, what did they enter into? Into a big agreement. What kind of agreement? It was big. I know. It was, it was huge. really big. From coast to coast. They allowed Canadians to say A all they wanted. No. But we had the free, free trade talks. Free trade talks. Okay. okay. Free trade With talks. With President Nixon. So trade was free. And here's your last one. Thank God. Now, are you ready for this one? I'm as ready as the I first one. I started out mm-hmm. as North Central Airlines. I okay. became Republic. Okay. Later. Northwest. I became Northwest. Yeah. What happened this day in 2008? Oh, that's it. They, they became Delta. Thank you very much. Finally got one. Finally got one. Yeah, that was Boy, one that was a meeting. Now the horse I can to relax. The end can... of the day. My All day right. is made. I got a freaking answer. Oh boy, I tell you, folks. Hey, what's going on with the tigers? It's like tigers. tigers. What's wrong with them? They're hot. They're cold. They're, they're cold. Or... It's freezing out they're there. They're cold. But you know, what's the record right now? They're not bad, are they? Yeah, like uh, three or four and in, in, uh, nine. It's nothing great. They're in a rebuilding process. Well, we've been hearing you know, that they, for they were the comeback 40, team. Thousand years. It's like the lions. They're, they're rebuilding. They're, they're the comeback mm-hmm. team. They're coming back. Way back. When the coming weather back. warms up, they'll be back. Way back. Did you look at it last night again? Just another cold day at the ballpark. And Chicago was the worst last week. Under 900 people in the stands. Not the pay ticket sales with, you know, season ticket holders. There were more hot dog vendors than people in the stands. That was the sad part. There were more people working at the game than in the seats. Wow. Do they suck worse than us? They're not doing great. Chicago. Okay. And, And New York wasn't doing well, but they beat us. All right, today. All right, so uh, some of the things I want to talk about today, and we'll pick them up, you know, in a little bit. But okay, some of the things we want yeah. everybody to kind of talk about. Right. I want to talk about Flint a little more. I want to talk about Nestle and the You're deal with a the lot water. Of water out of the I ground. want to talk yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. But I also want to talk about Sears and I want to talk about Carson's. All right, we're going to talk about both those troubled retailers. I know, so. But I got the solution for Nestle's. I got a long straw. Okay? And, this, and, and right this. outside my door, I, I took a long – and I drilled into the ground. Yeah. And I'm getting the same water as them, and I get rid of the bottle. Isn't that green? I just put the straw into the ground, suck it out of there the ground. I got an aqueduct. What is that what they call it? Aqueduct? Aqueduct, yeah. I got it right next to my place. I got a big straw. It's a long straw. How much Three miles. Pay, how much did Nestle's pay? Not enough. How much? Not enough. $5,000. That's I just said, not and enough. And how much is the annual reporting? 200 bucks. Yeah. So yesterday in the Michigan legislature, there was a representative presenting a bill that he hopes will get into discussion to put a tax on it at five cents or whatever per unit or per bottle. No, of everything five, they take five out. Five cents a bottle. They want to take five cents of what if if they bottle X Y Z, they want five cents a bottle, not as a return, as a charge. So wait, Nestle's makes quick, right? Pardon me. Doesn't Nestle's make quick? Nestle's quick. N-E-S-T-L-E-S. Nestle's makes the very best chocolate. But they make a drink called quick, Nestle's quick or something. Well, that was the old So So what? Nest quick. Nest quick. Thank you. So can't we drink that out of the ground? No. 
Got to be the water. Slow. Okay. Well, the straw's not wide slow. enough. That's okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right. What's the next uh, information we're going on here? Well, wait a minute. Hey, we got a guest want, coming on today. I, we will. We okay. will. Okay. But I want to talk about this a little bit because. Uh oh. Two minutes, okay. The farmers who use water all the time yeah. get charged so much for the water they use, but Nestle's takes it for profit. This is the big issue of the day. Oh, I'm pissed now. This is a very big issue. Farmers. Without them, we don't eat. So you use a lot of bottled water here at New Radio Media for our staff. Actually, we're changing that. I know. I went in the back room. I couldn't find a no, bottle. We got a cooler coming in this week. I did week. not see a bottle. No, we're going green. We I got went, a cooler coming I went to the storage in. room that you locked me out of last week. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this we, week we I have actually, a cooler coming in here. Well, a cooler. The sad thing is, the transition and is going from Nestle's gets this water for nothing. Mm-hmm. Flint is suffering. Their bottled water, their free bottled water, will be shut off. That the state claims is now the water is fine, but the testing still shows in certain areas that it's not fine, and it becomes a big issue. Who's right and who's wrong? Well, here's the deal. You know, we've got elections coming up. And the water crisis is going to bite a lot of people in Lansing because um, I think they should continue to bottle water. It wasn't the folks in, in Flint's fault that this happened, and you should give them water. It is a necessity to live. So I think the bottle should be flowing. Well, I think it's important. You know, Paul, the one thing we haven't said to anybody yet is that if they'd like to visit us today, they can go to NRM Streams with a Z. You know, no, they can download the app. They can download those apps. They can't go there. they got to download it first. They can go to, download download go to, to uh, www.newradiomedia.com. Right, right. You'll see He's two learning. Nice Technology. Peter's, yeah. And the Apple. And go to one of the two stores. Do a little shopping. It's free this week. You know, not a problem. No, it's, it's free. free. Next week, too. NRM Streams. Yes, okay, that's Stream with a Z. Right. Download the app. So, and uh, do that anyways. We're going to take a break. I'm going to look at some more stuff to challenge you with. And we're going to say to everybody, you're listening to Talking Biz on New Radio Media. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams. For unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content, welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. You guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. 
and how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Good morning, Detroit. You're back to listening, talking biz. Peter, what's you're going dragging. on? You're dragging. You're dragging. No, I'm doing well. Actually, wait, I had wait. A, a good evening. This was you. This was you. Well, good you know what's funny? Good morning. I, I, I have, I, I have a yes. little problem from last night. Problem or a challenge? No, this was a problem from last night. Yeah, what's that? So I'm not a big drinker, as you know. Correct. Okay, so I typically have a Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary at the night. Thank you. And I did something goofy last night. What'd you have? So I had um, actually three drinks last night. So I had one before, two before the party. Okay, great. But I had a tea and a Pepsi. A what? Uh, I had a tea at dinner, iced oh, tea. Oh, okay. I, I, and I thought then this I was had a, a blended beverage, didn't you? And then I ended the night with a Bloody Mary. But the caffeine from those two drinks keeps you up all night. Oh, uh, it wired me. That's great. Have you it's ever? Good. Have you ever tried? Your hair to never s- looked better. Have you ever tried to sleep and just couldn't get to sleep? Yeah, you know, I watched the replay of bombs for twenty minutes. They, I bet they you looked did. the same. It's just, but it, it doesn't it's, change. CNN. I went on and played uh, Spider Solitaire on my little tablet. I played that all night. I think I slept about. You could have worked hours. on the show, you know. I did. I you did. You could have found some great information. I for talked us. with Mr. Zuckerberg all last night. I bet you okay, did. He was wide awake. He's, I bet he's he was. upset. About this stuff, we'll talk about that. But you got something you want to talk about? I do. First. Okay, I want to talk, talk about when we. And we, and we brought this up the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. closing the stores. Yep. And um, mm-hmm. also, I want to broaden it out to not only closing stores, but auctioning off stores. You know, when you so, yes, Sears and 12 Oaks. And I want to talk about that. Yeah. But I'll, first, yeah. let's go to the Lauren Taylor family and Carson's Yonkers. Okay, so big trouble. They they were in Chapter 11, still are. <laughs> they were going to close a limited amount of stores, but the bankruptcy is not doing well, so it looks like they might all go bye-bye. So in the greater Detroit area, because mm-hmm. that's where we broadcast from this week, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about Livonia, mm-hmm. Rochester, mm-hmm. and Partridge Creek will take us out to, what do you want to call that out there, Utica, Shelby Township? Yes, yep. that Shelby, area. Utica, yep. So three stores... Two in major uh, anchors, uh-huh. per se. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, go with the hypothetical. Bear with me. I close, for a moment, I'm Yonkers um, Carson, and I close Laurel Park. Mm-hmm. What happens to the center? So here's what's going to happen, and I talk about this week after week after week. Uh, you're losing one of your anchors. Um, been in the store recently, very outdated, very – they they didn't stay up with the times. That's one of their issues. Well, it's an, they, they treat it like it's a northern town store. It's, it's also um, not a great big regional mall. So smaller malls like uh, Laurel Park are mostly being demalled, and they have been. Okay, you know, what about when you Partridge have, Creek, which is the outdoor mall? Well, you know, if or you – Uh-oh. Mall. Didn't we tell those guys Should to Should I play that music banging? again? Yeah, yeah. I tell Wait you. Wait a second. Every we time I hear him. it, that music's going to roll yeah, in. Yeah. Thank you, Peter, Paul, and That's Mary. a jackhammer. Gotta love we're it. We're doing construction in the building today, I love and, and it. they didn't get the I memo that. that we're on between eight and ten. We'll we'll have to. T- I, I gave them beer. They drink their case already. Peter Paul Stuckey, Mary Travers, we love you. Well, Peter, Paul, and Mary. where's Mary this morning? Okay, Mary is not, resting. You know what? She's resting. Okay, Kelsey's going to be our Mary. Yeah, she's looking so, great. So, so, anyways, you know, talking about a, a part. Let's talk about Laurel Park. First, Laurel Park okay? is good. So you've got 12 Oaks, a major regional mall, which is also going to be in trouble soon, uh, sitting over there in Novi. And so the smaller malls that aren't big regional malls get hurt. Laurel Park has been struggling for a long time. 
this could put the hammer or the nail in the hammer to uh, totally devastate them all. Well, they have across the street already leveled the old Holiday Inn. Mm -hmm. Radisson then became Holiday Inn. Well, new Holiday Inn. For new Holiday Inn's going, but it's going straight up. It's not a... It's not a landscape. It's the new style. So so we'll see how Laurel Park sits. We'll go back to 12 Oaks. I want to go to 12 Oaks because I want to go to the auction block. Well, you've got Sears auctioning off their profitable store. Yeah. and Their profitable store. And their language is very unique. It says you will will auction it off and the people that buy it will own it as a Sears. Yeah. Very unique. Can you broaden me out on that a little bit? Whoever buys it's a fool. Um, well, it you know they say they're profitable, but let's give you a bigger scenario. Is the biggest profit in what we call washer dryer, you know, appliance department? Well, they're they're yes, they're those goods, the white goods they the call white them. Goods. The white goods are profitable. Here's the issue, though. Let's take this out further. Would this you is my analysis. I know. I, I've been waiting series. to get your roll. Get the juices going. You Come got on. me going now. Come so, on. so Pump let's it up. say Pump it up. Peter, you decide it's profitable. You're going to buy Sears Twelve Oaks, right? Right. And maybe there's 12 profitable stores in the chain or whatever. Whatever. All the other stores go bye-bye. Are your suppliers still going to give you the same price? Are they still going to supply you? Who owns Craftsman? They sold that. To who? Uh, they sold it. Home Depot. Yeah. So, so let's, Am I going to buy from Home Depot to put Craftsman back so, in my store? So, so here's the issue. I don't think it's a great buy for anyone. You can say the business is profitable, but as soon as the rest of the chain goes bye-bye, so You're not, you have no value in the series right, so anymore. Let's take it no from the value. worst scenario. Nobody bids it. Okay. All right. Store closes. We own the mall, you and I. Okay. They don't, but, but you don't own the building the series is in. Really? You don't own any of the anchors. Who they, owns they, the anchors? They did a ground lease. Oh, really? Okay. Or they built their building, but in most cases they do a yearly ground lease. So now let's go back to 12 Oaks and talk about the mall. Thank you. Macy's. Danger? Total. Sears. Well, Half gone. dead. Half dead. J.C. Penney's, up and down. Yep. Uh, Lord and Taylor. We can do it online. Okay. And J.C. Penney. No, you already did that. Okay. Come on. Nordstrom. Nordstrom's. And they're not sure if they're going to go private Nordstrom. So you've got five major anchors. Lose two or three of those. What happens to 12 Oaks? Well, that's what I'm asking you. You're my real estate guy. I'm, I'm the retail real estate guy. I'm the humor guy. The question is um, what happens. Very interesting uh, I talk about this every day. You know, we're in the business of retail real estate. That's why I'm and, asking. And we've diversified into business brokerage and other things. But at the end of the day, Peter, um, who knows what's in store? And it's not just Amazon affecting them, okay? A lot of these stores are doing it to themselves. They're running scared. If you're a high-end department store, and I consider Lord & Taylor Nordstrom high-end department stores. I don't look at Lord & Taylor high-end. Well, it used to be. It used to be. It used to be. Okay. But then it became Schlock 101. Well, because they came into more private label stuff, and they started carrying the brands because they couldn't make money on brand names because of people cross-shopping. Okay. So now you look at these high-end department stores, and first we lower our inventory levels. I thought the first thing we did is we gave back, we took away service. We lowered inventory levels, then we took away service. We had less people. So, or you put more people on with commission, and they all starved and they left. So, uh, a sign of Nordstrom, I'll bring it up again, is that I have a small shoe size. Oh, we know that okay? story. Everybody knows that. But, Paul but, bought it online. But Zappos delivered me another and pair. And the shoe size never changed. Zappos delivered me another pair on Thursday, and I have to say I saved $40. Now, if Nordstrom would have had my size, You'd have bought it. I would have gone there for convenience and buy it, but the fact is... They lost my business, and I would buy there, and I used to buy three, four pair of shoes when I bought shoes. So they hurt themselves. So eliminate service, eliminate 
inventory, lower the quality, and they're killing themselves. Now, the other factor besides Amazon, <coughs> excuse me, a little dry throat this morning, is that you have saturated the retail market. Whether it's too many retail square feet in the United States, um, once again, by corporate greed, <coughs> saying that we have too many stores and we've saturated. So we've got that. So between oversaturation of retail, online shopping, and the stores shooting themselves in the foot, right? they do not understand the proper mix of brick-and-mortar and online shopping. Walmart made an adjustment last year. They raised the in-store prices or online prices because people would come in and say, well, I can buy it online. And the funny thing was you can go in the parking lot, order it if they have it, and they can take it Walk one spot back. and pick it up, and it's cheaper. So they're trying to figure it out too. Now, at the same time this is going on, Amazon goes and starts buying retailers. Okay, they buy Whole Foods, they buy other companies. You got you got Walmart buying other companies. So at the end of the day, if tradition keeps going or the, the, the standards go like they're going, Walmart will own a big percentage of retail. Amazon will do it, and then they'll get us, and our prices will rise, and our selection will shrink. Well, all right. So we've done two things here. One, we've basically closed our box stores hypothetically shrinking okay yep. we're shrinking them down mm-hmm. but then i have all this real estate sitting vacant i'm glad you brought that up prediction 18 to 24 months a crash in the commercial real estate market in the retail segment define crash by you it means stuff going back to the bank and here's the issue the buyer's got to steal it because guess what half the property's going to be torn down to be redeveloped for something else and cities are going to have to deal with rezoning issues and a lot of issues because, hey, when there's all these mid-size and large boxes go bye-bye, who do you replace? You can only put so many planet fitnesses in. You can only put so many hospitals in. You can only put so many business offices. So you got to redevelop these things. So there will be an opportunity, once again, people with cash in hand or credit lines can go take these properties for pennies on a dollar, tear the big stores down, and build something new. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Redevelopment. Yes. Yes, we do. I have more retail stuff I want to talk about after that. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. I'm going to stay with you on retail. Okay, go I'll ahead. I'll get in my redevelopment. i got plenty of time on redevelopment. Okay. But uh, before we do anything, yep. I want to talk about one thing, and that is we have Just a guest at 9 o'clock. Yes. From Anna's House. Now, Anna's one House. One of my favorite restaurants. Is, has seven locations around the state of Michigan, mm-hmm. born in Mm-hmm. Born in Grand Rapids, Michigan, shall mm-hmm. we say. Its yep. birthing rights were in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Born in Grand and we're going to share with them how they grew from Grand Rapids on uh, Plainfield and blossomed out. And uh, Evan will be joining us from uh, the family over there at Anna's house as their marketing rep, and we look forward to him joining us at the 9 o'clock hour. But going back to redevelopment and real estate for a moment, mm-hmm. you know, it's great that you're going to tear down all these things. You know, we're watching, like we talked about last week, we, we, we're popping up hotels now like mushrooms. Right. Now the question becomes, what are we tearing down? What are we going to really pop up? And are we popping them up in the suburban areas, not the urban Detroit proper? All right. So we have a short time left. This you is do. a longer answer than Well, that. I know that. I'll start with it now. We're going to hotels. Okay. They are going both in urban and suburban because I know a lot of urban developments, a lot of hotel projects being built downtown. Correct. Uh, more coming on. There is a need down there. And, and they're rebranding their names, too. Rebranding their names, and they've got all that. But here's what we're going to do. This is a long answer, and I want to give the proper answer to our audience. Okay. Uh, we have to pay some bills here. Why? Right? Because the lights. Yeah, I, I noticed you the new lights in check. the studio. You don't get a check you yet. The but, new lights in the room? but we're going to take a little break here. You're listening to Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. We'll see you on the other side.
Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill. Yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready for mm -hmm. the show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video? What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Good morning, everybody. I'm Peter Perlman, along with Paul Benzman. You're listening to Howdy. Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. He is more awake, ladies Howdy. and gentlemen. Uh, if you want to join us, dial 844-999-9249. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, look at the big thing behind Paul there, NewRadioMedia.com. Just come in and take a look. Pick like your... that, I painted that. You did a great job, Paul. It was Love really it. tough. Um, brush marks how on. come I don't have one on this side? You I've had a few people ask me why I'm a reflection of myself. Because you are. We love you, Peter. We love you. <laughs> so if you've just joined us, Paul and I have been sharing uh, some of the challenges in the retail market mm -hmm. and how stores are closing lately and the big box stores and all of the open real estate that may be available. If you'd like to buy that, of course, uh, you can call Paul after the show. He'd be more than glad to walk you through it and uh, pick a box store that you'd like to buy this week. You know, Peter, You know, we talked about redevelopment, <laughs> right? We're going to go back in this a little bit. You talk about redevelopment. And you're so serious. Well, it's because it. it's my business. It's, you, it's you my business. So, this I have is the been, part of the show that I, I love you. Really get... I was born retail. I know. New York Carpet World, Mar yes, Berlin. Yes, seven I years old. He had that lemonade candy stand at the bottom of the driveway where Mo bought him the candy. Not lemonade. No, Mo didn't buy me the candy. Get the story right. My no, grandfather grandpa. bought the original candy. No, grandpa bought it was the my candy. most profitable business. That's I had no right. cost of inventory. You remember that. And thank you because— next week? And my grandfather, Ralph. Okay. Yeah, Ralph uh, bought the candy. Paul sold, sold it. it. Yep. And Paul never shared the profits. Well, no, there was no agreement with my grandfather, uh, okay? He, he was just a good man, okay? Of a guy. He was a good man. You're starting uh, family problems. The man's been in the grave man, for years. Wonderful man. Love the man. 
<laughs> I gotta love this guy. <laughs> so let's get serious, okay? So and, now, and we got a lot more serious side. The serious of side. All of, bends, no, when you look at yes. redevelopment, Peter, it's it's very interesting. Um, I'm hesitating whether I'm going to go to my real estate convention in in May because of where the industry's going, and the International Council of Shopping Centers holds their big convention at the end of May. This might be the first year that I might skip it. I'll probably end up going to the last minute, but last year it was very soft. Um, you know, you can slant numbers any way you want. That okay. this is the reason why this is happening. This things are changing quicker in the whole world. Would you, you admit to that? Okay, you gotcha. look at Not you look at our industry that we came into digital. Mm-hmm. You look at how it's affected everyone. You've looked at things, and a lot of things are happening at a fast, fast pace. So it's tough. But when redeveloping some of these properties, you're going to have to look at residential if there's a, necess- a need for residential. You're going to have to look at some of these old malls have taken the second floors and put residential up there, and they mixed office and retail on the first floor. So you've got to get very creative and do it. Uh, real estate's not going away. The use of real estate is changing. So we're going to look at that and, and watch it, and there'll you, be some huge opportunities. Do you think, let's go to Toronto. You stay at the Marriott, okay, Okay. and right next, you know, you walk through the Marriott right into the mall. Okay. Do you think it pays to put the hotel, for an example, mm-hmm. attaching it to a shopping facility? It's one of those mixed-use things. Yes, Peter, it's part, an element of it. See, what happens is, now let's go to Troy, Michigan. I'll give you the example. The Kmart headquarters has been sitting vacant for many years. More than we know. It's owned by the folks who own Somerset. Right. And if they thought there was a need, they would be tearing it down and doing something. Here's what I think should happen. It's going to happen. First of all, Somerset's bringing in more retailers, some lower end than they ever thought they'd have because they got to fill the space. And we go across to the Kmart headquarters, probably a need for a nice hotel, right? Put a nice hotel there for the offices. Would that probably, affect the Somerset Hotel? Well, that's another story. Because that's an aging property. Yes, uh, we know the Frankels who own that. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, you could put a hotel there, a nice hotel. You could put some restaurants there. You could probably put like a Main Street residential lofts. And you could do service businesses. But as far as regular retail, there's a shortage of players. When you say a shortage, I mean? They're in the mall. There's boutiques. Because what happened was not far from Troy is downtown Birmingham. Yeah, that's what I wanted to Which took adjustments in the last year because it became, Mm. before they opened up Somerset North, there was a lot of chain stores in downtown downtown Birmingham. The Gap. And it was not unique anymore. Birmingham has worked real hard to become unique again. But Birmingham also has another challenge. There was a... Woodward Construction, old Woodward Construction. No, 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 forget the construction. Devastation. There was a discussion about putting service industry on Main Street. Yep. And there was a big backlash. Well, because... because they were... And yet people were arguing, but we need to fill the the vacancies. Well, there are vacancies there. Now, here's what's happening. But do you really want a service industry... You know, Peter, what, I mean, happens, just... is, what happens is that these downtowns have to evolve naturally. And what's going to happen is going to happen. But what's happening in Birmingham, which has been successful, is years ago they changed the liquor license law. If you had a small restaurant or tavern, they had tavern license, and it brought a lot of unique small restaurants. Um, They are being affected now from the insurge of every restaurant that opened downtown. So, And you have Ferndale is hot. And I sat with one of the uh, development directors of Ferndale last night. We had a long discussion. Um, But Birmingham will survive. They're going vertical. You'll see a lot of these storefronts going up two, three floors mm-hmm. uh, for residential. 
and that'll help the city. So Birmingham is in a good place, and I, I'm not too worried about Birmingham. So which community around here in the greater Detroit area, mm-hmm. Tri-County, I don't want to go to the, you know, the five, yep. just to try, is probably struggling the most in having a downtown recapture itself. So let me tell you something. It's, it's really the opposite, Peter. If you have a downtown development, the people, number of people living to downtowns is arising, all right? It's the same thing with younger people. They want to drive less. They want to work close to where they work. They want to walk to work or take trans, public transportation. So downtown numbers have been rising over the last decade. So where, how far out, shall we say, is the drop-off? Well, two miles out? No, it's not. It's, it's, it could be two miles. It could be a mile and a half. The downtowns, probably within a mile, mile and a half, maybe two at most from downtowns, you're getting a little wider, are really thriving. Now, let's look at downtown Berkeley. Houses in Berkeley are going up. So downtowns are strong. The younger people really get it. I, I, I'm going to say this, and I really mean it. The younger people saw a lot of greed. They saw a lot of things happen, people losing homes, their, their parents, people right. struggling. So now they look, do I want to live like my parents or people around me? And the answer is no. And they really get it, Peter. I My son was uh, out of town last weekend, and I had to go feed his cats. And he's got a nice little house in Ferndale. You know how comfortable I was? I, I, I sat in his chair, watched TV, and I was real comfortable in that little house. Well, Now, he can go home, park his car, and walk one block to about 20 restaurants. All right, so what's going to happen to the West Bloomfield, Farmington Hills that do not have downtowns? So when you have areas like this and people are driving, um, they're used to driving, okay? and But they downsize now. And a lot of people that are downsizing, believe it or not, are even looking at the rental market. They're looking at the rental market to say, you know what? I don't want to take care of anything anymore. I go to Florida for a few months. I want to know if something breaks. I'll rent. So it's changing, even in the West Bloomfield areas. West Bloomfield's not going away because you've got lakes and you've got other things. So they're not affected as much. West Bloomfield tried to create a downtown. If you look at Maple and Orchard, there's an effort. But as long as you have a Bell Tire and a dumpy cell store on that corner, it looks terrible, and you widen the road. So West Bloomfield never had a master plan, and they're paying the price right now. Okay, so let's recap this section for a minute. Okay. Okay. Number one, the regional shopping centers, as we call them, the big regional shopping Mm -hmm. centers, the first demise was Northland, the second demise was Eastland, Mm -hmm. Southland, now, then we get Macomb into this. Macomb, Macomb Mall inside is struggling. Right. And then you get into what we call the glorified super malls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got 12 Oaks, mm-hmm. Partridge Creek, mm-hmm. um, Fairlane bombed already. Yep. At this point in Lakeside's time. Lakeside's a teardown. Right. So shall we say that in the next three years, okay. we will see at least two of these major facilities drop? Uh, 12 Oaks might hang a little longer. Um, like I said, Sears is profitable. Let's see how that goes. Uh, in th- it's in danger because you've got a lot of vacancies inside. Um, and, and we had that. We had an ad agency coming here. We talked about Taubman Malls this week. And we came up with some creative stuff for them and things they can do. Mm-hmm. So we might be part of that, helping out well, uh, on the digital I'm marketing. Just, I'm just looking at, I'm looking at 
for those of our listeners here at New Radio Media Talking Biz today, if I go on the M59 corridor, okay, okay yeah. from the Van Dyke Freeway uh-huh. all the way to Selfridge Air Force Base, uh-huh. we're redoing all of 59, as everybody knows. Partridge Creek sits out there, but yet on in Lakeside. So one is dying, the other is a struggling lifestyle center, yep. and then on the north side you have big open shopping centers. And a lot of those people are doing well over there. Here's what's happening. You've got a traffic of 110,000 cars in front of Lakeside going each way every day, so it's very crowded. Some retailers think it's too fast, um, so they stay away from that. They're going more into the neighborhood. Uh, TJ Maxx moved off of 59, moved closer to a grocery store anchored center a few miles up the road. So it's being reevaluated. Lakeside is tough. Uh, when Taubman sold it to General Growth, it went way downhill. Taubman had a good sense of when to dump properties. Okay. So the other piece is, and it came out of uh, Bed Bath & Beyond this week, mm-hmm. that they're pumping out those 20% coupons. They're pumping everything mm-hmm. possible to get the people in the store. They're in trouble. Big time. They are in trouble because here's the deal. 100% of what you buy at Bed Bath & Beyond can be bought online. Okay. And, and they even bought a high-end coffee grocery section. Co- stupid. stupid. Diversified to something they shouldn't have gotten into. It takes a lot of real estate, and you're selling dollar items that are, do not make it up. You've got stuff that gets stale. You've got dated problems, things. Big mistake. When I saw that, I said, okay, they're on a downspin. Okay, same thing when Target went into food. So knowing how Bed Bath & Beyond is going, Mm-hmm. Do you, and you just brought up Target. Do you see Target then blowing off the grocery line? I think that the talks of Kroger and Target possibly doing something yep. are real. They're getting closer. I, I think that Kroger, to save themselves against the Amazons of the world and everything else, should sit down with Target and they should make huggies and kissies and they should make it work because Target is now taking their stores and they're downsizing in a lot of areas. So just imagine a Target taking the grocery section and turning that into Kroger connected to Target. Now you've got a grocery, a full-size grocery. Right. It brings in people, and then you've got your soft goods, so your soft and hard goods. So it would be a great combination of two strong retailers. They got a good shot at I think it's a great move. So a client that comes into your office today, hypothetically, and he says, okay. I want to get in the retail business. How many square feet should I look at? First of all, I'm going to ask him, do you need your head examined? Um, well, but, I but, did, but, but they, they don't. Come, but, but, no, I'll, I'll, let me say something. I, I really shouldn't I say it. that. When they come in, um, you've got to look at stuff today. Is what kind of business you're going to get into? What is the competition? What makes you unique? And why do you think you can make it? And we ask the people. And everybody that. always says, "I have a unique product, Paul. You know that. Uh, I'm a great salesperson. Okay. If, if people come in, I can sell it to them." Okay. So what are you so selling? We're going to sell. All right. Let, let's use somebody we know, but we won't mention it. Okay. I'm going to sell bed sheets. I'm going to sell linens, uh-huh. but not the mattresses and all that. Just the linens and the towels. Okay. So the, the way he's got to do it is unique. It's got to really be in a warehouse setting. It can't be a little store. It's got to look like people are getting value like it's a factory outlet. And then then he's got to diversify because guess what? People buy sheets. They don't buy them daily. Now, it's an impulse item if it's in a store and people say, you know, I need an extra pair of sheets for $29.95. I'll buy a pair of sheets. If I need two pillows for $10, they'll do that. But you have to diversify. Now, I believe that person wants to use it also as a warehouse facility. So it's dual purpose and it could make it. All right. So let's go on to the next one. You talked about shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go into the shoe business. Do I just rack up shoes like a Payless and people like that? No, they're hurting. Payless is closing online. 
shoes available at Target, everywhere else, Walmart. No, give me some unique products. Z-Coil. So unique products are going to be very, very tough to come up with today. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just not that many unique products. I mean, the only thing really today that's hot is an automotive parts store. Well, it's not even and that. It, Let's talk about that. we we got to take a break. A again. break. We have to take a break again. Once again, we want to thank all our sponsors, all our people, all our marketing people. Uh, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. We'll catch you in about, let's say, two minutes. Sounds great. All right. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. adventure on our new show Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the dungeon master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Good morning. It's my turn. No, no, they put it on me. The camera's on me. Wait a minute. It is my turn. I snuck Jake five bucks. I bet you did. I did. I bet you did. So we could cut off his shorts Shorts. or button more pants. We're going to do the fun. Let's fund some new pants for Jake. I'm taking Jake to Joe's Army One 800 pants. And he can get the zip-off pants like we use in Scouts. Yeah, so Peter, we were in a really good heavy conversation. So the conversation I want to go back to is I'm the retailer. I'm a new retailer. Um, I want to open up something unique. Mm Mm-hmm. Do I go specialty now? Um, you're, you're sharing with me that I thought automotive would be great, but you're saying we can go online, we can get a delivery, we can do well, this. Well, automotive and that. in the right area. Let's go to socioeconomic people who, okay. in the area. Automotive is still good if you're in a more blue collar area where people work on their cars and they want the, the stuff right. instantly. So, it's still strong. All right, so let's bring it back a little bit, though. Okay. I want to go into a general populous area. Okay. And I'll use, for our listeners here at New Radio Media, Talking Biz. All right, let's talk about the Ferndales, the Royal Oaks, the mm-hmm. Birminghams, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. I know I have to be specialty. Mm-hmm. I have to be unique. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been in our old days uh, when I went out into the field and brought a number of guests in. We've, I always found a very unique retailer. You did. 
Are you saying to the listeners here today that that has got to be the only way to survive? There's a couple ways to survive. Okay, here's the solution to be successful in retail today. Let's take a small 1,500-square-foot downtown store. Okay. Now let's pick out inventory, Um, unique inventory, whether you uh, have shows you go to, whether you travel the world and find unique brands where you are almost exclusive in that area. Non-China. It doesn't sell online. Non-China. So the first thing I demand of people is, I'm going to buy your product, but you can, are you going to compete against me online? Okay, or do you sell to a lot of online companies? Now, if you do, that's fine, but what is the prices you're going to suggest? Because now i got my 15-square-foot, 100-square-foot store. Let's say it's a boutique, clothing boutique, and you have unique lines, maybe 10 unique lines. And, you know, if you're in Ferndale, it's not going to be high-priced, but it could be moderately priced. Okay. So we have the store, boutique. Now you've got inventory. Now you better give great service. You better greet the person walking in. So Good you afternoon. Missed, you missed the one item that I always talk about. What about the betterment and improvement costs? Well, let me talk about something else. Okay, so they're going to – and most of these stores at our boutiques are very thin today on design. Okay? okay. You don't have to spend a fortune. It's got to be nice looking, and you can be very creative. It's a clean look, all right? Okay. So now you've got to greet the customer. Hello, Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. Welcome in. You're buying your wife a dress. Can I help you? She might look good on this because now we got to talk communication problems because most people you walk in the store, they don't even greet you. So you got to make sure you train your employees well, okay, and make sure the people feel warm. There's got to be music playing. It can't be cold. It can't be this. So the atmosphere has got to be right. The other element is while you're selling out the front door, you better have a website, and you better be a UPS pickup daily from the back door. So you need the proper mix of front door, back door. You have to think about that when you open. Now, I've got 1,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. I'm a retailer in a general community. Mm-hmm. I'm smiling at the front door of the Disney special, mm-hmm. and I'm selling out my back door. Mm-hmm. How many people do I have to have that? Well, you know what? As you grow, what's nice about online is that you have a store that's available to you 24 hours a day, right? But I don't have the t- I'm a great, talented person mm-hmm. on a face-to-face. I'm not a talented guy on the computer. So you have to get the right person, okay? You need so to find sudden, someone. So my business plan has to have both both written into Front it. Front and back door plan. So and that's where any, most people fail because yep. they don't have that business plan defined for the second half. Yeah, you have to have both front and back door operations today because if you don't, don't go into business. Okay. Just don't. Just, just don't even think about it. You need both. So and, when you're talking to a prospective client, hmm and you start to give them some of these pieces that we're sharing with our listeners right now, how much are they squirming and feeling uncomfortable about everything? You know, they're not. Here's what happens. Um, There's two kind of people that come to see me, good listeners and followers and people that know better. And typically within five minutes of a conversation, I can tell the people, save your time and my time and your money. You know everything. You don't need me. See me when you file bankruptcy. Okay. Okay. And, you you know, we get older and we talk, we talk about that. But you've got to be truthful with yourself. You can sell yourself an ideal only so long, and then you've got to look at the statistics and facts. And guess what? They're right at your fingertip today. What we have advantage of today is that a small store boutique who understands social media and understands marketing. So in between, it doesn't take a lot of people because while you're waiting for the next customer in downtown Ferndale, you can do posts on Facebook. You can use all your social media, take pictures on Pinterest. You can market things. Okay. And so, so, and you don't, and you watch your overhead, Peter. You can still do relatively inexpensive. At nighttime, you bring your kids in if you're the owner. 
to help box things, have family boxing nights. And if business goes up, what's nice about online is it can ramp up slowly. And if it ramps up fast, you bring in more people. All right. I want to wrap this up because I have two more items left for you yet this morning on the first hour. And that is um, going back in time to Toys R Us and some changes at Art Van. Yeah, well, and we talked about that. Um, Isaac, okay, Larian, who owns a lot of companies, Little Tykes and all this stuff, is making a major bid. Uh, we won't know till the 16th, which is Monday, whether they can accept it. But he's offering big money. He's offering $675 million for the U.S. stores. And all of them or just? Select stores. $215 million for the Canadian stores. Okay. Because you got to realize he himself is a major supplier to them. Right. So it behooves him to own it. Um, hopefully that does work. All right. And, and he gets and it right. And my last minute, Art Van? So Art Van, a lot of changes. They were sold to an investment company uh, last year. And um, a lot of changes. Mr. Yost retired. I don't believe he retired on his own because he's the one who helped buy Opportunity. It. Yes. And we have a new gentleman, uh, Ronald Bohr. Local? No, not local. He, he was part of Now, his background, and I don't love his background, uh, Barnes & Noble, Sears Canada, all all guys. All the positive pieces that and, went and, by. But know. but here's the deal: furniture is so different, and he's not a furniture guy. Right. And here's the deal: Art Van in the local region has a lot of competition now. Okay. Ashley Home Stores is opening stores left and right. Correct. You've got uh, Gardner White Detroit growing. Correct. You've got a furniture chain called Bob's, looking at the Detroit market. So the pie is getting smaller, the slices of the pie. So I think they got the wrong guy, and I have a feeling that the company will be up for sale again. Well, I like your term, uh, the slice of the pie, because at the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to invite Anna's house in, which is a oh, breakfast, lunch, oh, restaurant. You think he's bringing anything? And I hope so. And, is is uh, he in the lobby? Evan I is out smell somewhere. The food. Okay. But uh, we're going to have them join us shortly and welcome them in and learn all about Anna's house from Grand Rapids, Michigan. So... We've covered a lot of territory in the first hour, and uh, there'll be a lot more to cover uh, when we're coming back in just a few moments. So I want to thank everybody again. Remember, it's 844-999-9249 if you want to call in, and especially with Anna's House, if you have questions about their menus, uh, what kind of food they're serving, and things like that that may want to help your dietary issues. So, uh, Paul, we'll see you shortly, and uh, I'm Peter Perlman. You're listening to New Radio Media, Talking Biz. The brain naturally shrinks as you go older. Now there's research that indicates that the rate of shrinkage increases if you drink alcohol. Your brain volume naturally decreases by about 2% for every decade you live. And in the past, scientists have speculated that this rate could be slowed with moderate alcohol intake because it appears to improve your heart function and your blood flow. But now, however, the U.S. researchers have found what they call a significant negative relationship between the amount of alcohol that you consume and your brain volume. A study involving nearly 2,000 men and women found a significant difference in the brain volumes of people who were moderate drinkers and those who were teetotalers. And the association was especially strong in women. So the bottom line, say the experts, is that while moderate alcohol consumption may help your heart and blood flow, it offers no protective effect on your brain volume. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. 
Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on New Radio Media. Turtle Power! And welcome back to New Radio Media Talking Biz. I'm Peter Perlman, along with Paul Benzman. Good you know, morning. I'm getting hungry. I'm looking at some wonderful th- food here. Hold on. I got pictures. Oh, <laughs> if I, look at that. I got food. Ooh, Look at wow. this. Fix, you know, Peter, wait, we, we have stuff where we, we could have put those on the wait, screen. I got food. Wait a second. We stop right <laughs> wait now. Wait a minute. And I got Whoa, the owner's wait, photo. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> wait, 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 Jake, 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 do me a favor. And a tutor, tutor, no, no, no. Tutor Peter. No, don't tutor From me. now on to I bring like slides no, before prepared. No, no, no. Next time we're going to no, have slides. No, okay, wait, i got to bust my partner. But anyway. You know, I'll, I'll slides. slides. She, you there know what? We're going to have slides, and we're going to do this the so right Paul, way. We have somebody in the studio. Uh, I want to say someone, good morning. Someone, just someone. He's a great person. Good We've met him a couple to times. Evan Depends Paskowski. on who you talk to. <laughs> Evan is the marketing manager, shall we say. Yes. For Anna's house, you know. Um a lot of things going on. First of all, welcome to the community. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to do you one favor. Please I'm going to have you move that mic a little closer to you. Dun, 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 dun. There, there you go. go. There you go. So, so let me say something cool. to Evan here. Evan, you yeah. know what? Um, big fan of your restaurant. Thank uh, you when so you much. Got, when it was announced you were opening there so close to the office, um, I was impressed. <laughs> and I was probably one of the first people there in one of the mornings. Cool. And I, uh, I, no, I ran into you one yes, morning. Yes, I do. Remember. And next thing I know, Peter ran into you. And next thing <laughs> no, I, know, I ran into man. I ran into one of the owners. There you <laughs> go. And and we talked about it. But let me ask you a few questions. Sure. And, and and you know, once again, um, breakfast is hot. It is. And and I would hope so. <laughs> good, good breakfast is really good mm-hmm. and hot. And um, let's talk about this. When did Anna's House start? Give us a little history. So about 14, 15 years ago, the original Anna's House opened on Plainfield Avenue in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And that was owned by Becky. And then about five years ago, Josh, our current owner, Josh Beckett, he convinced Becky. And he's like, oh, you you got to let me buy this from you. And she eventually said yes. And then from there, the, band, the, the brand started expanding. And now uh, Farmington Hills is our seventh location. So Seventh location. Know, so right. the second in Detroit. It. And right. um, plans for expansion after that? Yeah. Um, Josh, <coughs> I mean, if you talk to the guy, he's extraordinary. He listens to about... You know, three books, uh, three books a week um, while he's working out and he's eating clean and he's just this, you know, excitable guy. Um, so he wants to build an entire like empire, but have it be, you know, family oriented, family friendly and family owned as well. So he we're planning for expansion from here on out. We want everyone in Michigan to experience the best breakfast in Michigan. So one of the unique things about all this and, you know, when we sat down and we talked the other day is what would a customer say? about Anna's house. Mm-hmm. And we talked about four items. Right. The options on the menu, which we're going to talk about a little Absolutely. bit more. The atmosphere, <coughs> the service, yes. and of course the culture. Yes. So for those of uh, our listeners at New Radio Media talking business morning, if you have not been into uh, Anna's house at all, to any of the seven locations, I want to bring you up to date a little bit. It's a modern diner style. It is. So you have... The counter you can eat at, mm-hmm. you can sit at a table, 
you can get the mug for your coffee, and it could have anybody's name on that mug mm -hmm. from around the state. And at the same time, everybody treats you as a guest, not a customer. Exactly. And not a client. You are absolutely right. So knowing all those things, where did we find these people? Um, the people that come to Anna's house, we want to, I mean, put it this way. For the Farmington Hills location, we had over 500 applicants um, and 400 for the front of house as well. So when they come in like this, we have to uh, gauge them on every little detail. So the smile, like how they treat people, their their terminology, everything. So that's where we find people. But the best part about um, Anna's house is when Josh finds a new location, he finds it in a community where he thinks our culture is going to fit. So it's easier to get um, those people that we want to, to fill our restaurant when we're surrounded by a great community like Farmington Hills or like Kalamazoo or like Grand Rapids. But let's stay with Josh Beckett for a minute. Why did Josh Beckett even buy this? Um, his family, his family owns um, a real estate company, and you know his dad comes in all the time, and his his brothers are always working on it, and um, so he had experience in in buying um, and investing, so he fell in love with Anna's house because Josh, um, he was diagnosed with diabetes, um, he was a little overweight, and he decided um, they told him he was going to go on insulin. In the, um, type of insulin that he was going to go on would only allow him to be on it for about 30 years, which, you know, cut his life expectancy down, and he didn't like that answer, so he started working out and eating clean, and he started going to Anna's house a lot more, and that's when he fell in love with it and bought um, and bought the restaurant. So when you say eating clean, um, mm -hmm. your menu is very unique in a lot of respects. It is. Um, walk us through the menu a little bit for the people with different mm -hmm. food challenges, et cetera. Yep. So one big thing for Josh is, um, and the entire restaurant, is options. So we have gluten-free options, vegetarian, vegan options. Um, we have, you know, low-calorie options, high-calorie options. We have a bunch of different stuff. So we're always happy to accommodate. You know, the, everybody told us when we started uh, catering to, to that uh, demographic that we were stupid for doing it. Um, because only, you know, 6% of the population is gluten-free. But when that 6% comes and wants to dine out somewhere, they're going to come to us with their family, and then their family has the option for a more traditional breakfast, like two eggs, meat, and potatoes, or they can get something more unique, like uh, a kimchi, bacon, fried rice bowl. You know, we have something for everyone, and we really pride ourselves on that. You know, um, you talk, we were talking before you came here about uniqueness yeah. mm -hmm. and the retail world and a bunch of food and all different things that's going on. And we talked about that. And when I first entered the first Anna's restaurant, uh, it took me a long time to go over the menu because yeah. of the uniqueness of so many items. Mm -hmm. And um, and and it got to the items, and I looked at, do I have this? I do it. And choices were real tough. Now I was in Grand Rapids, so I was yeah. only there for a day, and I wasn't gonna go back to Anna's real fast. But you know, I, I had the breakfast burrito, mm -hmm. and and boy, is that big. I couldn't finish it. It's, it's, you know, you're talking about quality food. You can tell when the plate comes out that it's fresh and it's quality. It is. And yes. nothing's prepared ahead of time. I mm -hmm. guess every morning everything's from scratch. Scratch kitchen. Yeah. And so what's nice about scratch and it's popular, it's really interesting because then we had a discussion at our breakfast club mm -hmm. and they were talking about prices. Mm -hmm. And then one of the guys said, you know what? When you order a sandwich at Panera and add a few things on, it's six, seven bucks. Yeah. And by the time you have coffee, it's eight, $9 breakfast, seven, $8 breakfast. 
And then when you come to your place, I actually see it as a value compared to those guys. Right. You know, for having something fresh and hot and mm-hmm. unique. And the atmosphere is amazing. You walk into your place and you're up. I, I mean, <laughs> what's cool about it is the 6 a.m. in the morning. Yes. You know, I get up early. My office is right across me from you. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy going at 6 o'clock. And um, it's great. I get in there. It's bright. Mm-hmm. I, I don't drink coffee. I drink my iced tea. They come in. <laughs> and your and your help, your help was so friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you really, I feel like I'm walking into Disneyland. Talk a little bit about that. I, I know it. Yeah. Um, I think I've mentioned this to you guys before, but one of my mentors in college told me that you can sense excellence. And I think that's really the case for Anna's house. Um, they say the moment you walk into a place like Disney, you know, you're going to, you're just going to feel like you're surrounded by excellence. Um, and then you look closer at the details and you see, you know, the employees walking around and hitting stuff on walls and they're creating songs for just random happy birthdays, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, it's amazing. Yeah. You go, you look at the architecture. Now, right. everyone's designed to the area because I know I was in a couple of the Grand Rapids stores. Right. And then I look at the store here on Northwestern and Farmington Hills mm-hmm. and it's got very unique looking stuff. And, it does. and, you know, you pointed out a few things and Peter and I both looked up at the lights well, on the I mason wanna, jars. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about a little bit more and we're going to talk about them is uh, Taylor Devereaux. Yep. And we're going to share with everybody who Taylor Devereaux is in the second half of our little interview here. Well, you got another picture? Well, don't worry about my pictures. <laughs> you got my picture? pictures are doing just fine. What I miss is the Ferris coffee yes. that I thought would be delivered in a keg. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We'll, you know, we'll get it on tap for you, you next know, time. <laughs> I, this, little, this little cup is a little weak. Okay. But... Um, we're going to talk, you know. Why don't we, we move the show next time to Anna's house? We can yeah. do that. We can <laughs> we'd, do that. we'd love to have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But we have a private room. Yeah. You know, one of the unique things, and I want to stay before we get into, like, the designs and all that, though, but um, and going back is the way the – with, and I want to go back with the employees. That's mm-hmm. the key piece. People will always say, you know, we built a place so the employees had a place to go sit and talk mm-hmm. and never wait on the customers. <laughs> How did you break that mold? Um, training is a big thing for us. Um, we, we also, um, promote from within. So anyone that starts off as a server, for instance, I started off as a server, then became a floor manager, um, and then became the marketing manager. So we just, we have a nice ladder again, that's family owned. So the culture of the Beckett's, um, it is ingrained throughout the organization. And I really like that. Now, how do they, all right. So you went to college. Mm -hmm. Okay. And. Do the Becketts promote uh, education on top of all of this, and how do they do that? Yep. One of the first things I asked when I started as the marketing manager was development opportunities. I want to develop myself, always keep learning, and Rob and Josh said we're happy to do that. So uh, since then, I've gotten certified in Google. They're sending me um, to the National Restaurant Association show. Um, We're all going to a leadership summit. So just, yeah, education within the organization, a bunch of stuff like that. So I want to ask you a few more questions. So you they Please promote do. within. Yes. You've got seven locations. Mm-hmm. And um, how many employees are in this lovely chain so far? I'd, I'd say about 300 now, which is impressive. <laughs> I know last year at the Christmas party we had over 200 people come. But now with the Farmington location, uh, we've hired on uh, another 50, 60 or so. Um, so, yeah, we're... We're around 300 people. So a nice-sized company. You're yes. part of it. You feel comfortable. It's nice when employees feel comfortable that it's a company's so nice. going to survive <laughs> and do well and mm-hmm. move forward, and, and you guys definitely have that feeling. 
Because once again, coming in at six o'clock and being the only guy when you're new there, or yep. a couple of people in there, I've got a chance to meet the managers, and, right. and you look at everybody and you talk, and everybody's so excited to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see people excited at six a.m., you know you're doing something <laughs> <Yeah>. right, right? <laughs> and, and that's that coffee. <laughs> it's that coffee, well, iced tea, the, iced tea. The so. other yeah. thing unique about Anna's house is. How they want to be part of the community. We do. Can you broaden that out for everybody? Yeah, that global approach, that's the term they kept giving me in my marketing classes, global. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we try and be a part of the community whenever possible. So we're going to leave a lot of the self-promotion up to the general managers, the managers, and the employees because we want them to volunteer in the community. We want them to go out to you know run for the hills, for instance, and hand out coupons. We want them to go to Founders Fest and be a part of these parades. Um, to just give a face to Anna's. That's our biggest thing, is that we want you to see the people that we like to highlight so much. So I just got a text, and I want to talk about this. Yes. Um, you know, I know where the place is. You know where the place is. Yeah. But this person who's texting me, where is the place? So tell them where the new store is. <laughs> yeah, it's a 32555 Northwestern <laughs> Highway, so Farmington for, Hills. <laughs> so for a few people yeah. who, who don't know addresses, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the former... TGI Fridays. It it's is. in front of Home Depot on Northwestern Highway. Yes. So eight if you're going, years ago, it was TGI Fridays. Eight um, years ago, eight and then years. the the place was stripped. I mean, I know mm-hmm. you guys had a lot of work. So let's talk about yeah. that. So you you guys rented the building, mm-hmm. and you got in there, and uh, there was no copper in that place, was there? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. They, they had to redo everything from the ground up, and I mean, we do this with all locations because ours are all repurposed. You know, we've never built a building for Anna's house, right? So, it, it's been a process for us learning from Kalamazoo, um, which was a big boy, going to Westland, and then now uh, what once was a TGI Fridays. It's a difficult thing, you know. And, and, and because you're kind of hidden from the roadbed, though, of Northwestern Highway, mm-hmm. is there a discussion to take down that brick wall or something so people visualize more of what get to see the walkway up? Yeah. The, the cool thing, which you guys mentioned earlier, is that we like to view ourselves as a one-hour vacation. Um, so we're going to do a lot of marketing efforts to make sure people know exactly where it is, send pictures of it, like you said, because people don't know addresses a lot mm-hmm. of the time. So we're going to get people familiarized with the location, and then hopefully they'll go there um, as that one-hour escape from their you know, weekly life. You know, Peter, that wall's not going down. I know the city of Farmington Hills, <laughs> yeah. and I know the developer. But, you know, they'll do it. I already see traffic building. I watch every morning mm-hmm. today. You had a few people at 6 a.m. Our sales are I, built every I do, single day. I do the count um, yeah. <laughs> and look at the parking lot, and you'll be highly successful there. I really think you'll be very successful. I think successful. so, too. I mean, you're open. Now, are you open seven days in all your stores? Yes. You are, 6 okay. 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. every single day except Christmas and Thanksgiving. And so can you share with everybody... The philosophy of why it's only 6 a.m. to 3. Yep. Our investors, the community always asks us, oh, please, please, will you open up for dinner? And we always say no. Um, We're going to stay at those hours for our employees. We want them to have a great work-life balance and get home to their families just like everyone else. And for servers who like to make that their career, that's I mean, that's a huge selling point. Well, it's a good balance. What I like about the breakfast concept, you have one shift. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't have to work employees that hard. You keep your payroll down on the business side. Exactly. So the business model works very, very well. I'm going to ask you a few more questions here. First of all, what's your favorite item on the menu? Uh, the corned beef hash skillet, number one favorite thing. Uh, we slow roast our corned beef for 12 hours and hand pull it in-house. It is unparalleled corned beef, and I love it. 
So you get okay now. If you had a second choice, what's the next thing? You I, I got I got top five. Okay, give um, okay. Let's do it. And the and top five, the top five, five from Manor's house. Run roll, roll today <laughs> by Ferris Coffee. Yes. All right. Have so okay, top. so the okay. Yeah. The yeah. My favorite things on the menu are the house bowls. So number one, corned beef hash. Okay. Uh, number two is the sweet potato Brussels sprout hash. Got a balsamic reduction on top of it, and it pulls out the flavor from those sweet potatoes with wow. excellence. Sounds healthy. Yep. Third thing is the hippie hash. Again, I'm not vegetarian, hippie vegan, or anything. Hippie hash. So so far, is... my bowl is like getting further down the list. Yeah. Okay. So hippie, hippie I'm, hash. I'm getting down the other Wait, way. Wait, I want to hear about the hippie stuff. Calm down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love these stuff. Yeah. 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 Chong bowl. Okay. So why are you smoking joint? You have the hippie, hippie yeah. hash. Yeah. Okay. No smoking in this restaurant. So what's in the hippie hash? Yep. Yeah. It's a uh, it's potatoes, carrots, broccoli, cauliflower, um, and then we put some cheese with it and some sour cream and some rice. Put some eggs on top. Wow, of it, dude, and some that toast. sounds really cool. I know it's wow, a hip, hip thing. Well, yeah. Peace, I love, got, and rock and roll. A, I have a big question though. Finish as you're doing, list. give me the last two on the countdown. Yeah, okay. Three. Yep. Number four is the chocolate quinoa breakfast bowl. Getting into my sweet side. Chocolate quinoa. Wait, wait. We yep. got to get into Oof. that. Hold yep. on. Let's describe. Come on now. You're trying to get away fast here. Yep. Chocolate quinoa chocolate you. bowl. <laughs> is the bowl made of chocolate? No, the quinoa like is made of chocolate, and we drizzle some chocolate on top of it. So delicious, but they say you eat with your eyes first, and that is the prettiest dish on the menu. So it's like layered bananas and strawberries and blueberries. Want to show a picture of that, Jake? Oh, we don't have one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, and and number five, rounding out the list is yes, the lemon poppy seed crepes. Lemon poppy seed crepes. I got all these pictures here. Gotta... Is everyone getting hungry here? Okay. I'm hungry right now. Yeah. Well, Thankfully, okay. Anna's is across the street. Yeah, yeah right across the street. Free, too. Yeah. Across the street. So, okay, so those are the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to try something new. I've had plain breakfast. I've had yes. the breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to check out one of your top fives, and I'll tell you Please how do. I feel it is, or taste it how it is. Yes. But anyways, um, so Anna's looking for more spots in Detroit Metro. Are they going to expand all over the state, or where's their target market right now they're looking to expand? We'd like to. And, again, the target market is always changing because Josh believes there isn't a specific demographic for Anna's. Everybody's welcome there, and everybody's always happy there. You um, think it's – but I, I, I want to challenge you on that sure, one a little bit. Please do. I don't see it in a low, low, low-end area. Mm-hmm. I, I think middle ground uh, and upper-end area because, once again – it's natural. It's not like you're going against the two ninety nine breakfast. Right, right. So I'd say middle to upper or upper middle. I would agree. Where it's going part. to be yeah. and, and where it should be. Um, so you've been named a lot of good things from a lot of people. A lot of accolades. I mean, I'm looking at all these accolades. You know, yeah. 2013, number one breakfast spot in Michigan by M Live. Best Grand Rapids by Urban Spoon. 2015 Best Breakfast by Grand Rapids Magazine. You're getting me hungry, so you got to hold off. Best Brunch by Grand well, Rapids listen, he's Magazine. He's going to keep reading. He's going to keep reading. But you, you know what I got to do? What? I got to pay the bills. No. So <laughs> we're going to come back in just a moment. We're going to continue the conversation. For uh, Paul Benzman, I'm Peter Perlman. This is Talking Biz on New Radio Media. Surfing the Internet can be good for your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the internet to seek out new information 
might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill, yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready for the mm -hmm. show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video? At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. And the music plays on as Paul keeps looking at the food. You know, I'm we're a hungry. A, I know. We're with Anna's house this morning. We want to thank I'm Evan for coming in. Anna's and, uh, house, my Paul favorite was place the, for breakfast. <laughs> Paul was talking about... You like that slow? You like that new song? Anna's house, my favorite place it's, it's for breakfast. It's a great jingle. Yeah. i got to get the musicians why does behind it sound, I'm going to go to Dan like, Yessie and Why does it sound like Je your song with Jeffrey? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us <laughs> Thank kid. You. No, it's different. Anna's house, my favorite place for breakfast. I'll get it's the a orchestra. Melody. You know, I was over at Dan Yessi and Associates yes. this week. Now he writes movies, music for movies and TV shows. Uh, right. He's right here in That's Farmington Hills. Right. No, that. you can come with me. I'll show you the yeah, place. We'll, we'll bring you later. We're gonna have yeah. an orchestra singing. Anna's house, like strings in the back. Right. I can Do see me a favor. 120 piece uh, orchestra. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Reminiscent. Uh, excuse Anna's me. house. Your uh, favorite uh, place excuse for me. You're in Anna's house. It's better than my house because it's brighter, it's Did cleaner, the show just and like there's no clothing somewhere? all over the place. Did we it's take a turn? It's a, yeah, Anna's house. See, could you imagine if he drank coffee? If he actually had coffee in the morning? The iced tea. And I only slept a few hours last night. Do me a favor. Read the rest of the accolades. Okay, I'll read the one, but you know what? I really like these I'm guys. Because I'm going on to I'm going no, onto a new subject okay, with him. Okay, quiet. Okay, quiet, Peter. Put those glasses on. Quiet. <laughs> put I'll your put my spectacles put on. Put your glasses on. $1.99 dollar treat. Well, they'll be dollar glasses. Dollar glasses. But, but wait a second. Come on. When you find a place, yes. okay, that you frequent or you yes. like, and you, especially what I believe in, I'm the underdog, okay? Mm -hmm. When I started my retail business in one store, no one wanted me. You guys are getting into a pace right now. Mm -hmm. and a rhythm. We it, call it a rhythm. Yeah, it's a pace. It's a rhythm. But the fact is, is you're in a good position right now. We are. And when every good person I met so far at your place, everything from management to wait staff, mm -hmm. you're rooting for you. And I'm rooting for you yes. guys. I mean, Anna's house is really my new favorite place for breakfast. Oh, we love you and, too. And, and at the end of the day, <laughs> we're going to do a lot together. We'll get you guys going in the joint market because we want to see Please you survive. Do. So I'm going to go back, put my spectacles on. Thank you there. To the list here because you guys <laughs> Down have Down a little on the nose would be nice. So we're going to go. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Look Thank senior. you. Okay, oh, I got to go like this then. So, okay, in, 19, in 2015, Beck's Breakfast by Grand Rapids Magazine. Right. Yes. Best Brunch by Grand Rapids Magazine. You got it. And Best Restaurant Service by Grand Rapids. They like you guys. They like Does us. Does your owner own that? No. 
no. <laughs> 2016. Again, Breakfast by Grand Rapids Magazine. Best Breakfast by Review Magazine. Best New Restaurant by the Holland Sentinel. I like the Holland. I was in the Holland mm-hmm. Sentinel. I was at a breakfast, bed and breakfast, and they interviewed me years ago. Yep. But if I knew the breakfast would have been better at Anna's house than at the <laughs> bed and breakfast. And in 2000, Beck's Breakfast by Review Magazine. Um, when we get a restaurant channel, yes, we'll rate you number one. Yeah, I can't okay. wait. All right, so <laughs> we'll now I want to I want to take it a different direction. Okay. I want to talk the about spectacles off. I want to talk about Taylor Devereaux mm-hmm. because our listeners don't know who we're talking about yet. But by the end of our show, mm-hmm. they'll know all about Taylor. Yes. Uh, so he is our interior designer. He's featured on HGTV and also happens to be great friends with Josh Beckett, our owner. So he comes in and he tries to outdo himself every time with the 50s and 60s decor, that retro chic look, and wow, he nails it. And especially with the Farmington Hills restaurant, this is, I I swear, like I'm not trying to sell Farmington Hills or anything, but this is the best location he's done. That giant breakfast bar that you guys have seen. Seats 18 back, people. Yep. I the counted the stools. Splash, yeah. <laughs> yep, with, with that backsplash ceiling. <laughs> yeah, good. Say, How many toilet paper rolls? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Not only do you sit How many there, no, there's 18 you know, stools that you can sit at the counter, yeah. but there's hooks underneath for the ladies to hang their purses. Or I, the noticed, let, I noticed or the, the hooks right away. Yep. You know, yep. That was the old Lord and Taylor thing. But we need some hangers for jackets. I agree. You're I'm missing that. Yeah. For the <laughs> pitchforks in Grand Rapids. Something for the coats. <laughs> but keep going, but keep going with Taylor. Let's continue. Yeah, so uh, his designs are insane. We have like a nice aqua uh, kind of aesthetic. And again, you'll see the mason jars that you guys talked about. We see the wall of toasters, um, retro toasters. Uh, We see um, these bright colors. It's one of the only restaurants you'll enter that has white walls. And that's because we're confident we can keep them clean. And we do. So So here's my question. I got to change. Paul does not drink coffee. (laughs) Yes. But as a coffee Coffee drinker... None of the mugs are standard. I had a mug from... Pittsburgh Paint. Pittsburgh Paint. But the other day, I had a mug also from Holland, Michigan. Mm -hmm. What's the story behind the mugs? Yes. So if you want to bring in your old mugs, and we get a lot from teachers, um, then you can bring those in, donate them to us. We give them a thorough cleaning, put them on the floor, and then you get free coffee for the day. And we have a bunch of people take advantage of that. And we never, you know, we'll never not take more. Um, mugs because we're always going to open so, more So what stores. was the joke about um, that thing that's going to open up down the street from you? You know, the <laughs> nice dark roast coffee company, you know, out of Seattle. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes we'll accidentally compete with ourselves, you know, and we'll get a Starbucks cup or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but it's it's no problem because I think people like seeing the eccentric um, array of cups and or, and con- mugs. It's a conversation piece. Exactly. You know? We've already agreed to order yeah. the 144 yeah, yeah. with Paul and our picture will be on it. So no, that it every time they no, drink, they be. get to see our mug. No, <laughs> no, no, guys, no, no, no. My picture will be on it. No, <laughs> no. The company name will be on it. Okay, our picture, our picture. Now, two weeks ago, he tried to get me off the show. Uh, okay. and, and, and now well, he's now he know. wants our mugs on the oh, yeah. but, 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 be so unique. You know what? It's, picture, center picture. It's, <laughs> you know, he's my greatest fan. I hate to see my worst enemy. Uh, but let's talk a little more about you know we're going to talk about restaurants and competition. If I were to say, uh, who's your competition? Who do you think your competition is? Is there competition in your place? I. Doing SWOT analysis as 
the marketing manager, I would say we do have some loose competition, but mm -hmm. I can confidently say along with Josh that we have no direct competition. Right, so in Grand Rapids, let's mm -hmm. go to Grand Rapids for the market. You have the omelet shop that came out of Traverse City down mm -hmm. to you. You have Arnie's yes. uh, Baked Green Cafe right. Dining. Those would be the two that would be the closest. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody else that you see that would be a challenging piece to you? What Really, our most challenging piece is that since we're expanding so much, we um, compete, but we don't try to take away business from or anything, but mostly from the local breakfast restaurants, the, the mom-and-pop-owned places, because we're still family-owned, and people view us as family-owned. Um, so when they come in, they're you know, going to one of those places, but we, we really, you know, we try to be by these malls and these shopping centers and these busy roads. That way people don't have to, you know, either choose us or, um, the place downtown, you know, owned by Susie and Mike, you know, and Susie and Bob. Yeah. Okay. I know Bob <laughs> and he's and a he's good no, guy. And he likes Susie, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's funny. I, and I ate in Grand Rapids and I waited a long time for lunch. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just a testament to what you guys do. Right. You know, I, the other the other restaurants were okay, but when I pulled up to your place and say this is something, yes, you know, I had to wait for a parking space, got in, but people mm -hmm. were really really nice. They turned tables really quick. The service is great. Um, so you know, we've got a few minutes left here. Right. What else would you like to say about Anna's house? I mean, we think well, about it. I have one other piece that I think is very mm -hmm. important too. Okay. Your staff learns from other staff members from the other locations. Yes. Yeah, we are happy to do that. How does that work? Um, so when we are opening up a brand new location, we send some of our uh, veteran employees, um, and we call them senior servers or um, senior hosts, and then we take the managers over, and everybody comes over in a team effort to help the new store open to make sure everybody understands what the Anna's culture is like. And again, it's, it's a giant family. When I first started, my manager, Curtis, who's now the kitchen manager over at Farmington Hills, um, he, he sat me down and gave me a DVD. And I popped in the DVD when I got home, and it was a picture of the Christmas party and the you know the summer event where everybody's just hanging out, having a great time, you know, racing in in bags, and they're going out and having picnics, and it really is a family. On my days off, I go to Anna's house, and you can ask my girlfriend who's right out there. We go to Anna's house on my days off. We eat, we hang out with all with all of our friends, and it's. I've never seen anything like it, and that's why I like being a part of Anna's. You know, you talked about Curtis, and I right. had the honor to meet Curtis. Yeah, good guy. And, Tall and guy. talking, yeah, big <laughs> yeah, guy. Right. <laughs> hey, Curtis, you want my bodyguard on the weekends? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, back to that culture. Yeah. It it almost wants me to come to your place just to talk to the people. Right. It, it was just you know Curtis was I were sitting there. Luckily, I had the the, wait, the waitress, and I had Curtis, mm -hmm. and. You know, we're sitting there talking, and I feel like, you know, it's like my, my living It's like my, my kitchen, it's I should say. It's a conversation. Say, and it's a conversation. And what we talked about is service before. We were talking about service and, and customer service and right. quality. You guys have the winning formula. Mm -hmm. and, and I want you guys to don't lose focus on that. And it sounds like you won't we because won't. of yep. Mr. the owner and all the other things. But um, I just want to, once again, welcome you guys to the community. Yes, thank you so uh, I, much. I want to uh, continue offering you guys uh, stuff over here at New Radio Media and, and meet our team and our streaming team. We'd love uh, to be a part of because it. Because not only that is we want to equate ourselves with quality and good companies. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to announce you as our favorite breakfast restaurant. Hey, All right, then go. put us on the list. 2018, New Radio <laughs> yeah, Media announces Anna's House. That's our most recent is, one. Is, uh, we are the, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the list. 
Uh, we're going to get you involved in some coffee in the morning on the morning show, yes. so everyone talks about Anna's Please house. We'll bring that keg over there, and yeah. and we do that. But you know, once Always. again, I know you're a busy guy. Yes, it's, it's a new restaurant. I want to thank you. Well, I have a trivia question for him now because you'll never get it. Oh no! Here we What's go. at Hickory Corners? Uh, I'd say at least um, two streets. Two streets. What major museum is in Hickory Corners? <laughs> is it? Oh wait. Okay, hold on. I have two answers. Is it the Holocaust Memorial no, Museum? No, okay, that would be then down is here. it it's the up Mechanical by, it, Museum? No. It has to do somewhere where you went to school. Oh, oh, at Ferris or at Western? Western. Because I did both. Okay. Outside of Western. Um, and you get to do it in 20 seconds. I can't tell you. Well, what is when it? we come back. Oh, no. Well, he's going bye-bye. <laughs> well, he's going bye-bye. Yeah. But when he when we come back, we're going to talk about the Gilmore Museum ah. in Hickory Corners. All right. Well, I want to thank you again. Thank you so this much. This was a pleasure. And it's fast how a half hour flies, doesn't yes, it? Yes, but it's a it, fun, it really fun is. half hour. It's, yeah. a, it's a fun half hour. And uh, you know what? We've got to pay our bills again, and yep. we've got to run some spots. Now I understand. I want to thank you again for coming to Anna's House, yes, Farmington Hills, so folks, on Northwestern Highway in front of Home Depot. Get over there and experience a dining breakfast experience. Woo. You're listening to Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. We'll catch you in about, let's say, two minutes. Bye-bye. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Anna's house, my favorite place for breakfast. Anna's house, my favorite place. That guy is a cool guy. He's great. He's great. You know, Peter, and I feel comfortable. We have a new sponsor coming aboard. We'll get mugged or we'll get the mugs. I get, I get, and I get coffee. <laughs> and you get coffee. What a great place. You know, um, 
You know, it sounds like there's another mic on. I don't know. But anyways, let's let's talk a little bit here. We can uh, and, take a look. No, you know, the mics are good. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. You know, from being uh, Anna's house, you know, we are in Detroit, and uh, we have a lot of automotive stuff going on. And and uh, for us to be blind to that and a few things, we can't do that. Cause but it's I a do have a news story for you. Talk to me. Breaking news. You know how you talked about in Anna's house all of the old toasters that were on the wall? That's a cool piece. There was a story this week, though, that the small mom-and-pop repair shops that repair those toasters. Gone. Gone. We live in a disposable and, society. And here. that was the big issue because I also know some people that do restoration work. Mm-hmm. And the big argument is when there's big losses, they bring in, you know, the iron, the toasters, and all these little pieces to be repaired because the adjuster will say, well, we'll get them repaired, we'll get them cleaned and repaired. No. And the reality is, why are they doing that? You know, are they throwaway items today or what are they? Had and this talk yesterday um, in our breakfast club with the teachers group that takes over our table early. The early group. And we talked about us living in a disposable society. When you have a flat screen TV goes out today, it goes out and goes to the garbage. Because of the price of replacing it being three ninety nine or four ninety nine, no one's gonna invest two, three hundred dollars to fix it. So the sad thing is you've had these businesses thirty, forty years and they've been hand you know, transferred hand me down businesses. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to that gener that generation is going to fade out. We understand that, yep. but we don't have the tech trade schools today. Um, and this is the other part that I wanted to bring up to you, is that you know downtown this week we also had the Automotive Engineers World Congress where eleven thousand five hundred people came, and they're talking about the future is here today, but the talent is not. There's going to be a huge shortage of engineers, half a million. And the sad part is, and it was brought up once by our governor from the state of Michigan, that new immigrants from key countries Mm -hmm. would be a benefit to this new technology world that we live in. Well, they are because here's what's happening. But we have the other side from from Washington, D.C. that says immigration is going to get a cap. So here's the problem, okay? Also speaking downtown was product chief Mark Rouse. Of GM. He talked this weekend. He said, we did not lose Amazon because of transportation. There's a talent deficit. And and that's true because here's the deal, Peter, and we had this conversation again the other morning. Um, you are going to welding school. Let's say you learned welding in high school, and you get out. Um, you can get a huge job as a welder, make hundred grand a year. And there's a lot of trade schools and a lot of things as far as engineers – we educate a lot of people, and then we toss them out of here. So, Definition of toss them out? Well, for... because of immigration. They come here on a learning visa. Okay. They get educated, very bright people, whether it's from India or anywhere around the world. I didn't want to just – the Indians no, are brilliant no, we're people. we're just saying They immigrants. come here, Chinese people come here, and a lot of them would like to stay here. They'd like to stay here and, and, and bring their family here, but at the end of the day, we're, they're not being allowed to, and there's going to be a collapse of many things in this country – um, brings me back to last night's dinner with the Chaldean Chamber of rounding people up and throwing them out of here. Um, we've got to remember that this country was built on immigrants. Could you share with everybody the definition of Chaldean? Chaldean is a Christian Iraqi, and and some of the hardest working people that you've ever met. Um, very good friend. I, I don't mind using his name, and I'm sure you won't mind a guy named Jerry Pata. 
Jerry Pataz is an amazing man. I'm coming, leaving the office one morning. I had to leave early, and I was driving down Northwestern Highway 14, and some guy with a plow who I thought was a jerk put his plow almost next to my door. I look up, and it's my friend Jerry laughing. Now, Jerry owns a chain of grocery stores, a lot of real estate, and I say, what the heck are you doing? He says, Paul, I get up early, and I plow all my stores for my customers. It goes, the plowing service can do the rest of the lot, but I want to make sure the sidewalks are clean. I ran into Jerry last night at the dinner. I reminded his son that I probably told that story 250 times, and I will continue doing it because of the respect I have for Jerry. We have mutual respect. The hardworking Chaldean community and what they've done and how they you know, came here with nothing, just like our grandparents. My grandparents right. came from Poland in the early 20s with a suitcase and a dream, and that's why we're here. Washington's got to realize we're all immigrants, and the United States was put together by people that could unite, have freedom, and have opportunity. And if the government keeps turning their backs or starting to get reform on immigration, then we have major problems. And that's got to stop. It's going to affect the economy as far as employees, like we're talking. Correct. It's going to feel that we're in a, a divided nation. And who's to say um, that this country's bad or this country's good? I believe that there's good in every human soul, and there's bad in a certain part of people's soul, and they're misunderstood. So last night was very, 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 very um, um, very, very uh, heartwarming. When I met the gentleman, my friend's uncle, that we, they was locked up. And this guy's just like you and me, Peter, okay? They came later in the country. He had one offense that he spent time in jail 30 years ago. He has children that are educated. He's, he's giving money to the U.S. government in taxes. And to throw this man in jail is a travesty. And And to see the group that's behind him, that was the best part of the evening. Everything from Levin to the ACLU and the people behind the countless hours, thousands of hours. He they, they filmed him and he said these people would see me at five in the morning and work till ten at night to gain his freedom. We don't realize or people don't realize what freedom means. And this country is is under attack on this. And I, I hate to get on my high horse and my stool, but at the end of the day, if people don't wake up we're going to become a very divided country, which we have politically. I've well, never seen so much I wasn't explosive get conversation. Into this area. But you know, Peter, you got me started. But I'm going to get into one other area. And okay. That has to do with Sinclair, if you're familiar with him. Yep. Okay, so he owns well over 200 stations and now wants to buy a major newspaper. Yep. And which case could spew a negative position to the country. So that the the United States only hears one story. Well, you know, we're and talking, I'm, and I have a very big concern. Well, here's my concern, and this is what we can do. Okay, as digital operators, as a digital platform, we are going to let people express both sides of their opinions, and we're going to get. If you if you listen to Craig in the morning, that he likes to hear both sides of the stories and likes to hear what's going on. He doesn't have to agree with everybody. And what time is his show again? He's on every morning at 11 o'clock to noon and probably wants to expand. But here's a guy that gives an unbiased interview and does a great job at it. And he'll have his opinions, but there's too many people that get slanted left or right. And we are a very divided nation. Okay, fake news, this news. Now, I have to agree that some of the news stations have become more entertainment than news. And as our executive vice president uh Buzz says, if it bleeds, it leads. Um, when we get into news and politics in the next several months, um, 
we're going to give you information and let you make your opinion. Can I be the host on the Bleeds and Leads News? There you go. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And now, welcome to the Bleeds and Leads News Radio Network. So we're going to do that. And, and, you know, Peter, what we have to do in, in us as the ownership of the network, right. we have an owe it to the community. And we promise to be highly local, hyper-local. And we are getting requests daily from local people that want to have content on our, our shows. Correct. Um, even nonprofits were very, very affordable to nonprofits, and we had two or three reach out to us this week. We need to service the community, which broadcasters no longer do. Correct. They service their advertisers. They look at money. They're driven by money. Yes, we need spots. We need advertisement to pay for the bills. But we want to deliver unique content and information that people in our community need. And it's amazing how many communities have reached out that want to be part of us in other parts of the country. So it's exciting. You handed me something over. I'm going to change over and get off of this. Yeah, I want, to, I want to move on for a few minutes. Because, so I like what you handed over. Well, because, as you know, I keep researching and looking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Amazon talked about, all right, all these different issues within the greater Detroit area. Mm-hmm. So here we talk about the Detroit Public Schools. Mm-hmm. And there's been a turnaround slowly taking place. And I don't care about that test scoring that came out because that's a 10-year history. I don't care about the history. I'm going forward. The biggest issue is now we're, the, the public school system should be congratulated on getting their funding more in line. But now they have the biggest challenge of all. They cannot find teachers. And here's the reason why. I've been studying this for years. And I have a meeting coming this week or next week about education on new radio media, especially right. focused on Detroit. Correct. I have friends who are Detroit public school teachers and teach around all the area of Metro Detroit. And their answer is the following. We are told we have to teach for tests. And that's the item. Okay? that was the item of the last 10 so, years. So teach for tests. Now, here's the problem. Kids get bored, especially in today's fast pace. If kids are home playing video games, they come to school and read by the books, they're bored. And they're not going to listen. They're not going to get educated. When teachers can't be creative and give challenges. So there was a uh, industrial ec- uh, teacher that uh, shop, what was it? What's the, the, sh- the shop The teacher. shop teacher. He was in the other morning, and he gave a class the assignment that you want you to do this project, and there's only going to be one winner. One's going to get an A, and one are going to fail this project. So it drove the class, and, and then he told it what he wanted behind it and got creative. Mm-hmm. Today he can't do that. He's got to teach a test. Well, I think under the new administration, if I'm correct, they're getting back to that, and they're getting away from this. what the state was trying to do in the feds. You know, you've got to teach them to to get through these exams, and we're going to rate them accordingly. And now the new, uh, shall we say, uh, Board of Education superintendent is really going back to some of the older basics that said, let's involve the students again. And that's what we want to talk about. We want the students to partake in classes, to bond with educators where they feel comfortable because here's the other situation. Let's take a class that's heavy-duty, 34 kids in a class in Detroit Public Schools. And you've got, let's say, let's, let's call it third grade. In every class, you're going to have kids that are falling behind and other ones that could accelerate. So if they're falling behind and no kid is going to put up their hand and say, I don't understand because they're poked and they're made fun of. And the kids who are bored because they're in third grade and really should be at the fourth grade level are bored. So you've got to bring technology into this. You've got to say, okay, let's go to Microsoft. Let's bring a tablet in that has audio, video content, and communication with teachers on the other end that can tutor you. So now you have face-to-face and you have people meant you. You can also track the amount of time someone stays on a tablet. 
So Johnny is behind. He needs to do remedial stuff to get him caught up. And Johnny can go and he can get earn hours and take his own test and talk to someone for a tutor and get caught up to the third grade level. Joey is bored and Joey feels like he should be taking advanced classes. Joey can do the same. So by technology and classes that's and just about, a, that's a small part of it. I think that Superintendent Beatty was also saying that that's great to a point, mm -hmm. but unless you stimulate in other areas, whether it's gym, going to the gym or an no, art bail, class I get or a balance. Music, yeah, listen, all those things that were taken away from the schools that we are slowly bringing back, so that the child gets this well. I get well it, Peter. Rounded. We're willing to, and part of the program we're talking to with this person is bringing mobile studios to the to the right. schools. Okay, so they get involved. Well, do you remember when we grew up? Maybe when you, we had the bookmobile. I don't want to grow up. I'm no, a Toys R Us kid. We had the bookmobile. Anna's my favorite week. restaurant. Oh, God. Okay. So that bookmobile gave us an opportunity to expand, to take things home, do work with our parents, and I think that's the other thing that will be an issue uh, later on um, as we talk more with educators and we'll have a whole hour dedicated to education. Probably do a two-hour show, The Peter. role of the parent to the child at home in education. I think it's, it's not just the classroom. It's what's taking place in the house. It's a balance, but you can't control what's at home in the school, and there's no. a ways around and that. And the only good thing about the school is in a lot of schools, they were getting breakfast and they were getting lunch. And okay. I think that's a very important piece, too. And we're going to talk about a little less. We've got some automotive stuff. We've got to take okay. a little break. You're listening to Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com. We'll be back in two minutes. A new Northwestern medicine study concludes that you can improve your overall health and quality of life by doing these two simple things. Spend less time in front of the TV and computer and eat more fruits and vegetables. And that's all. By starting with these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. And in many cases, people find that the time away from the TV or computer is best spent taking walks or working in the garden. In other words, when you're not chained to your sofa, you'll almost naturally want to move around and be more active. And that, in turn, helps promote a healthier you. After as few as three weeks of avoiding temptation to sit around, the people involved in the study found that they didn't want to return to their lazy ways, even when they were told they could do so and would continue to be paid for the research. 86% of the patients said that once they made the change, they decided to maintain it. So give it a try. You may surprise yourself. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Ah, low budget movie version. 60s TV version. Early 2000s high school pseudo-adaption that eventually grows into the geek we all know and love version here. I'm getting paid a lot of money to be here, so listen up. Watch the Geektainment channel on NewRadioMedia.com. It's geek approved. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. 
I don't want to grow up. I well, you know what's so interesting kid. is uh, coming up, we're going to be in May before we know it, Memorial Weekend. You know, it's like only 40 days away, give or take. Wow. Or less. But, you wow. know, the, I asked you earlier about the Gilmore Museum. David outside Gilmore? Of, outside From of. Led uh, Zeppelin or Pink Floyd? No, none of the above. But the, the Gilmore Car Museum between the Hastings, Michigan, and Kalamazoo, um, hosting the A.J. Foyt period of auto racing. Will I you mean. take me to see that? I would love to because I grew up with Roger Ward, A.J. Foyt, and every Sunday when I'd go horseback riding on Memorial Weekend, I, my dad and I had the transistor radio. We listened to the racing, which was were so fantastic. Like, oh, I thought you were racing the cars with the horses. No, no, no. But it was... You had two horsepower. They I went out 5, to the 000. Gilmore Museum, and I got to tell you, it is an unbelievable jewel outside of Kalamazoo that most people don't even know exists. But if you're into auto racing... And everybody always thinks about just going by, you know, Jackson, Michigan, and to Brooklyn over there to the track. But we're celebrating a four, how do I want to say this, four-time Indy winner, A.J. Foyt. And um, the link to the Indy 500, I just think if people have a chance, go to 6865 West Hickory Road. It's in Hickory Corners. And... You know, there are only two other drivers that have ever matched Foyt's record, and that's Al Unser and uh, Rick Mears. And, of course, he ran also the uh, in Europe, uh, you know, the 24-hour Le Mans. With, uh, he co-drove with uh, legendary driver Dan Gurney, and Gurney was a Hastings, Michigan guy. So, I mean, this is like tremendous history. I wonder if Gurney's ever been on a Gurney. No, you know, here we go, folks. But he's going to, I'm going to give you some history, but I have a trivia for you, too. Give me that, because I got some automotive stuff I want to All right, I want to talk about two things, denim and jeans. Dungarees. Well, later on. Where did it come from? Where did denim come from? Where did it, in Europe, from where? I'll give you a hint. From Europe, where? From Europe, where? One of the countries in Europe, yeah. Very good. Yeah. so good? It came across the Atlantic. Yeah, where? Um, Because, uh. No, nice try, guys. I love that. Sweden. A voice from another country. Yes, it was. But um, Germany. Nope. Genoa. Where's Genoa? That's where the salami came from. Genoa. Where'd it come from? Salami. Come on. Italy. Italy. That's yeah. where jeans. All right. So but we're, salami we're getting came there. From Genoa. We're getting there. Okay. All right. And I wonder then, my jeans smell and like salami. Jeans, G E with the accent grab. Yes. Uh, N E S from France. Yes. Okay, because that's how jean came to be. So now, to be, yes. who is Jacob Davis? You don't know who Jacob who Davis is? Who is Jacob is? Davis? You don't know who Jacob I'm Davis is? I'm asking you, who is Jacob Davis? Invented the zipper. You're so funny. Who is Jacob Davis? He was a gentleman. Who is Jacob Davis? If I had the answer, I would tell you. Yes, you would. He was Levi Strauss's partner. Does that really? help you out a little bit now? Okay. What did they come up with? But How do you know he didn't invent the zipper? How did he come up with this? I don't know. <laughs> Talk to me. Come on now, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a little history. I was history. awake, I'm down now. I, I know, look at you folks. I mean, I can't believe you. Up I'm giving down, you the history of how blue jeans came okay. here okay. with using the, the French name. Sometimes trivial things are happier, more important to you than me, I guess. Okay. The Italian location. Okay. All right. You want to talk automotive with me. You're dying to talk automotive. No, you know, I'm not dying to die. You know, you I'm, a, I'm a car you're, guy. You are. I'm a car guy. And, 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 and I'm I, not. One of my I, favorite I like people be, in the I world like is Sergio Marcioni. Ah, uh, Fiat Chrysler. Sergio is, is a unique man, and he's done a great job, and the guy knows automotive, and he's not polluted by U.S. And he's stepping down. He's in his tenure. 
And here's the deal. He predicts that FCA, Fiat Chrysler, shoots for the best margin, better margins than Ford and GM in profit margins. So, Peter, do you know what the profit margins are? GM's leader right now for 217. What are their margins? Probably 17. No, 10.7%. Okay. Fiat, okay, adjusted with EBITDA margins of 7.9%, and Ford's just in front of them at 8%. So GM right now has got a over 2% lead on the margins, and Mercurio wants to beat them. He thinks it's going to happen within the next few quarters. He's got something up his sleeve because he wants to leave on a high note. And so that's so he's leaving on a high note. However, Wait, legalization pass- of marijuana. He private can be passenger every day. autos are taking a dive. Well, they are, but there's so other his parts. Jeep, his Jeep side, his truck mm-hmm. side is growing. Yeah, is it growing U.S. only? No, around the world. And what's happening is, is that he knew that he took Jeep, which was probably about three hundred thousand units at one time, to over two million a year. It's a brand now. It's one of the biggest brands out there, and he's going to spread it all over the world. Will his Ram brand also make it? It's growing. No, it's growing. Ram's growing. I was in a Ram pickup the other day Mm -hmm. that had such detail. It was $62,500, and it had detail nicer than Lincoln's. So it was really interesting. It drove nice, and for the first time, I think I'm going to buy you a pickup. I love a pickup. Okay. I mean, I drive an SUV now. So here's another guy. So with that, your money, I'll drive anything. So here's another guy I cheer for. I like the guy. A lot of people you think like it that. Uh, wait, wait. Yeah. I, Ashley says she'll agree with me. She'll drive anything you pay for. No, I said I'll take your old car. Oh, okay. you'll take my old car. It's not that old. Uh, <laughs> so now my friend Elon Musk. Elon Musk. You know our friend Elon. Okay. Fly me to he the is moon. Elon is a entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs. People are betting that Elon is going to uh, go bankrupt. He believes that Tesla will make money relatively soon. Here's the biggest problem. They got a half a million, half a million orders for the Model 3. How many have they produced so far? He's got a big problem. He's in the plant sleeping on the floor right now. How many have they produced? Out of, they got half a million orders. How many have they produced, Peter? Give me an, I'm throwing this at you. I'm, I think that they produced maybe 30,000. No, 12,500. Now, I know he's sleeping on the floor at the plant, yeah. trying to be there every day yeah. so he wouldn't be late. So 12,500 units where they want to get down to up to 5,000 a month now. He's got a tremendous problem. 5,000 a week, yeah. And <coughs> and it's not in the labor side. Yep. It's on the technology side. It's technology side, battery production, all that stuff. But um, I'm going to have a vote of confidence for him. He's going to be around. Your thoughts? I, I hate to say it, but it, it may go. I, th- I think it's a fad to a point. Fad of what? His car. His car or electric cars? No, his vehicle. His car, I think, is fine to a point. It's not going to play here in our city between uh, the winter. He, he's not a winter car. Uh, I, he's not I, a winter I, car. I and beg here's the to deal. differ. You get 30 seconds to smile at me. Hi, Peter. Say goodbye to me. Okay. And tell people who's on the show during the week. All right, so we've got a lot going on in the morning. We've got, you know, the McAllister's in the morning, followed by Sarah and Joe, then Craig Folly. Great. We are getting ready to sign another show. It'll be a 7 a.m. show, and then we'll probably expend Craig till 1 o'clock. And we're working on some other big names in Detroit media, which we'll hopefully announce in the next 30 so days or so. So we wanted to keep reading the trades, listen to us, mm-hmm. get the updates as they come along. Yes. And you know what happens, Paul? What? Two hours go by, and I have to say, on behalf of Talking Biz and New Radio Media, It's been a wonderful time with you. Have a good day, folks. See you next week.